Hello and welcome to the Chris Ham Podcast, episode number 71. We are in the process of transitioning out of August and into September. Now, September is my favorite month of the year and extra special this year for a few reasons. Number one, coming up on our one-year anniversary of owning our house. Number two, Jen, my wife's birthday. Number three, my 40th birthday, the very end of the month. And number four, the beginning of kindergarten for Eloise, our firstborn. Our little girl is going off to kindergarten. Can't fucking believe it. But uh, then as usual, a few basic staples of September. Great weather in the Northeast. Warm days, cool nights. A lot of sunshine, not much rain. The start of the NFL season. And the home stretch of the Major League Baseball season. Now, the Ham family purchased a new car this past weekend. Same make and model, but only newer and a moonroof to be bougie, but captain's chairs on top of that. Why? Because anticipating life with three kids is something that's on our radar now. Three rows of seats with two benches in the back wasn't going to cut it. So we, we really needed the captain's chairs. And, uh, you know, the reason why the, three, the two benches in the back don't work that forces you to have to fold down the third row every time all three kids are in the car to have Eloise, our oldest, climb through the trunk. Just a pain in the ass. I've seen other families try to do it with that, with that car that we have. And the captain seats were just a must. But we have a, a nice, beautiful car. Uh, new sleek color. As I said, the moonroof. The one downside, which I'm, I'm, Jen and I both feel this way. The, the horn on this new car is different. And it sounds like a, it sounds like a clown car. It's the equivalent of of changing somebody's voice from this deep, like powerful voice to some high pitched squeal. That's the the, the 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 car horn equivalent just happened with with our car from the model from two years ago to the current model. So, got to figure out something to do with that. But uh, as I mentioned, just pumped to have the comforts of our of our make and model, but a brand new car. Which I guess is the experience when you lease, but we owned our last car. We, we traded it in and uh, bought a new one. But um, so solid weekend buying this car. Uh, another highlight from the weekend is we are bridging a week after vacation down to Nashville, uh, which is covered in the episode coming up, and the start of school. We have orientation later this week, but uh, my, Jen and I had to work. So we had to ship the kids off uh, to my parents for a few days. We picked them up tomorrow. And uh, we took full advantage of, 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 of being by ourselves and having all this time on our hands. And uh, this past Sunday night, we did some outdoor drinks with some friends. Um, the A's and Yankees are on a projector, so I had that outside going with a Negroni or two. And um, we, had, we hit up this great Croatian restaurant in our area. And it was the first time having Croatian food. The food and the service were both absolutely fantastic. And the ambiance was awesome. Felt like we were in Croatia. Not that I've ever been there, but it felt it was very Mediterranean and and uh, European, if you will. And it was it, the food itself is a solid cross between Italian and and Greek or Turkish. And you know there was there was some pasta in the mix with 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 a lot of lamb lamb chops, grilled shrimp, some pastries with fruit for dessert. Uh, and the waiter liked us so much that he threw in a compliment, complimentary shot of grappa on the way out for me. Uh, which I did not need at all, but I certainly enjoyed. But um, 
On the show today, we have a great one coming up. My energetic wife, Jen Aloisi Ham, joined the podcast. And she did it for the fourth or fifth episode, I believe, um, together. And we hit on a whole variety of topics from sports to the Kardashians to our soon-to-be family of five dynamic to traveling with little kids to the South. So buckle up. Without further ado, episode number 71. Here we go. (laughs) My guest tonight is my beautiful, funny wife, Jen. Um, who is joining us for the first time in about 14 months. And you don't need any other, other introduction other than that. So, um, I don't know. What else? You, how else do you want to introduce yourself? Welcome to the show, honey. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so, <laughs> before we we recorded this fifth take of the intro, which uh, which usually our, our, our shows are completely that un- was all you got, by unedited. Way. That's all I got. Um, you, we're, we're having a real couple discussion. Which this is what I like. This is this this is the stuff that should be recorded. Well, it's recorded now, so we can talk about it now. Yeah, but now the moment is past. No, it hasn't. So there was laundry that was on the floor. So we're recording. So by the way, this is our first episode recording in our house that we own. I don't think so. Yes, it is. No, I don't think so. I no. definitely sat on this couch. We did that, but that we never actually released that episode. It was like it was like oh. around New Year's, so we just like kind of shot the shit and then oh. ended up releasing it. So yeah. maybe we'll do it for like. The 200th episode of the podcast. Okay. But anyway, first first official episode we're recording and releasing in the new house, in our house, That's which we've exciting. now lived in for a year. That's exciting. So the discussion we had was around, so one of the pet peeves I think that, that you have sometimes with me is around laundry. Well, Christopher, I'm sitting on the couch yep. and I'm looking at a big heaping pile of laundry, which is fine. I can get over that. Uh-huh. But next on the floor was like two articles of clothing that clearly should be in the laundry. And if you want my undivided attention, I cannot pay attention knowing that there's two pieces of laundry on the floor that should be in the basket. But here's the question I, I asked you before we, we hit record. Right. Why? Why Why, why, is that, why is that unsettling to have the piece of laundry on I'm the floor? Virgo. I don't know. It just stresses me out. I wouldn't be able to concentrate. I said, are the laundry pieces going to go and like jump out of the window? Are they going to break an object in the house? It just stresses me out. All right. Then that's to each their own. Um, but but then I, you also you had outdoor shorts on uh, the chair, like our cozy, comfy chair. And then that was stressing me out because it's outdoor wear on like our comfy, cozy right. chair. And so then I said, Bear, can you move your shorts? And then you put the shorts on the floor next to the dog bed which also didn't make sense to me i couldn't concentrate i was getting stressed out and i just wanted the shorts go where the shorts belong which they don't really belong but in our house and in our rhythm they belong on the banister we banisters we bring them upstairs. we bring them upstairs because i feel like it's, going like, our tra- it's like purgatory it's like the transition either exactly. to like laundry or upstairs these are just you know here's the outdoor indoor conversation though like as far as clothes like should we have like a jumpsuit waiting at the door to jump to, to change into every time we come in from outside? Because theoretically, every time we wear anything, like you're in an outdoor, you you wore that today outside. 
We're sitting on the couch. Well, now I'm not going to be able to wear this. Well, now, now, <laughs> how's it any now, different? Now you get me that bag of laundry. I understand, like, if, if we if we were on a plane like we were a few days ago, which we'll we'll talk about our, our Actually, trip. Actually, I wore these. These did we wash these since we came back? I don't know. See, See this is this is stressful. But why now is it just, stress, Now I'm stressed out. See, but isn't our our mindset sometimes with like you know having young kids? If they drop something on the floor, if we pick it up quick enough, they could just eat it like. Like, do you actually think about all the germ exposure that they have? COVID aside, isn't it, isn't it kind of like terrifying? I feel like outdoor clothes, like khaki shorts, like that, don't belong in like cozy time. Okay. Like they should be, they they need to be put away for another day. And like right now, you're in your boxers, just <laughs> hanging loose, right? Just hanging out on your cozy chair, yeah. <laughs> and that feels right for the moment, right? But it feels, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Jarring for me to look at you and your jockeys and right behind you on my cozy chair, these khaki things with a belt, no less. The belt even makes me cringe. I can't see So it's it. not it's jarring that I'm jarring. in my, my, my boxers. No, I like that. But you, but it's jarring that the shorts were there. So Yeah, because it's like 10 o'clock at night. They belong on the banister waiting for tomorrow. Do you know I debated going upstairs and putting on a pair of like, 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 casual shorts just so you wouldn't talk about my body <laughs> sitting at recording this <laughs> in my boxers and i was like no well, maybe she won't have do right it to know. people have the right to know like it's not i'm not sitting here in tidy white is your boxers so no. i think it's fair all right so we have a lot we could talk about i know we've been we've we, I, I i mean it's been riveting so far i think it is people think this is riveting what's wrong i know this is pillow talk this is, pillow talk. This is real you can't be so what's the word i'm looking for i have no words i have total baby brain help me out here honey there yeah, What's I'm, the word I'm looking for? You're looking on your vote? No, I'm looking up our, our outline. Oh, okay. The word I'm looking for, what was I going to say? Now I don't even remember. See, now you distracted me and pulled out your phone. Wait, I, but I was looking at, but I'm trying to figure out like our, our oh, outline. We can't, you can't be so scripted. So Thank scripted. Say that, because, how, we, because, that was, that was because completely like, organic. The organic conversation about the laundry, if that's, we got to give the people the realness. You know, like that's the kind of that's stuff. That's fair couples of 15 years are made of that's fair and to be fair this isn't a script it's just some topics because a lot of times what's happened over the last like over we, the last we, year we ramble we'll ramble but we but i'll but i'll like write down like things that we should talk about that are like these are good topics that we should capture on our podcast and you know obviously we could talk about like our current events or current stuff that's going on in life but also just some very like specific topics like the kardashians which we'll get to later and i'm not even going to preview the outline ahead of that but the first thing i wanted to ask you about which is you know, we're fresh out of talking about it or we're, we're fresh from, from, from our trip. Um, Nashville, we just went, mm -hmm. it's the first trip that we took with, um, both kids, family of four because of COVID well, because flight. of Emmy's age, first, first flight. flight. Yeah. We have gone on vacation to be fair. Um, how do you think it went overall? What, what are your thoughts on just the trip? Like how, how can we break it down? Hmm. What, what do we, what do we learn? And I know we, we, we like talking about different lessons. Strollers. We need two strollers. Until when? For life, okay? Because I can't. <laughs> Eloise is like a walking drunk. I don't. I think she's gonna be like this till so she's like 14, 15, 17. That at that point, she probably will be starting to get drunk. She. I can't. I would like at, at any and all times. I like to strap her in, whether it's a car seat. I would put her in a high chair still if I could. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to her like. 
incessant moving while while she eats. So we need to hygiene. No, but realistically, though, all right, and the the other news, which I'm sure anybody who's listening to this probably knows at this point, but if they listened to the last episode and uh, anybody who's friends with us knows this, that we're expecting a third. Right. So we're not going to be out of the the car seat stroller phase for quite a while. But with Eloise, Eloise is five. I understand. And we we went for a walk to town with friends a couple weeks ago. And their daughter's a year older than Eloise. And she was in a double stroller with their younger son, who's a, a year younger than Eloise. And, like, I understand there's a practicality for at least another year, year and a half. But once Eloise is, like, seven, you can't put her in a stroller anymore. I'll believe it when I see it. Because, well, well what's the... Is she what? going in recovery? Is she going to be a dry <laughs> drunk? The kid is, like, always at a sleep deficit. She's always tired. She's always flapping around. She's sharking it up. Like, I'll believe it when, she, when I see it. When she and, grows out of that. And I've shared on this podcast about, like, parenting stuff. Like, the biggest thing with Eloise, when she... And it's been the way since the way she was, like, two, two and a half. We started seeing it, the signs of it. She's a sleep denier. And... She's a food grazer, and the combination of those two things makes for a very, like, uh, a child that doesn't sit still very often, right? Yeah, because she's not fully nourished. Because she's not eating full meals that make her full and make her sit. She tends to graze her food, so she's never, like, never can really sit and unless it's food she really enjoys, she's never sitting down for a meal for more than, like, 10 minutes, (laughs) Right. And then the tire thing is like she's like you said, she's like a drunk. She's like generally probably could on average sleep probably 30 to 60 minutes more every day. There's certain days like I'd say one out of every like five to 10 days you get her on like a good night's sleep. She went to bed on time. She didn't get up too early and she's and she's good. But like you said, I think and, and it gets and it gets exacerbated when it's the summer and it's a hot trip to a place like Nashville, which is fucking brutal in the summer. So, yeah, I, I'll believe when I see it with the stroller, too. But I, I agree the two-stroller thing, just because you're, one of your kids isn't a baby doesn't mean that you're, you could just throw the strollers out. just makes your life easier. Yeah. Like, well, well, Anytime your kids are strapped down, your life is happier. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, so, this, so that, that was one lesson was the stroller. What are lessons that we learned from the trip? Um, we need to buy Emmy her own seat on a plane. <laughs> But would she have been? How would she have been if we bought her? She an still would have been a pain in the ass. But at least we would have had the room. Like you were, you know, had to corral that raging bull. It was like it was like bull riding. I, bull I know riding. what bull riding feels like because of how she was on this on this yeah, on this I mean, flight for two, for four collective hours, I don't right? Think bull riding would be the right no. symbolism. I feel like it's more like what are you like lassoing a bull? Like yeah, I guess so. Like herdable. Yeah. Um, but you know, you had somebody to the left of you both times and it was a small plane, it was a small plane. So if she, we just had more space, she could have like stood in like the sea area. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. I mean, the books were a good call. She's really into books these days. So thank God we brought an entire library with us. Yeah. I almost feel like we didn't Um, even have enough of that. And, and, And we're not, you know, no, no judgment against those who are, but we're not iPad parents. We just don't own one. We don't own one. We don't like Eloise listens to music on the phone on JetBlue flights. I know when we went to Disney World with her before when you were pregnant with Emmy, we sat and Eloise watched TV, which is how Emmy. I think Emmy's now old enough where if there was a TV, no, you don't think so. She doesn't even do it here. 
I feel like watch like thirty seconds. Yeah, and she's like off trying to kill herself. The baby shark she could listen to like for twenty minutes straight. I mean, so you put that on loop. That at least like the the whole flight. Like my whole object on that on the plane was to keep her entertained for the collective time without pissing off the other people flying and having us like lose our minds and feeling and and keeping her safe at the same time. And that turbulence on the way down was which was terrifying. Uh, Put her to sleep. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, she was great. Honestly, she was, she was amazing on the flight. She was really wonderful. I just think it would have made our lives a little bit easier if she had her own space. So, so that's a lesson learned. So how? So now, next time we travel on a plane, she's going to be at least two and a half. And then our third, our little fellow, who's coming in five and a half months. Mm-hmm. What's the age where you could give him a seat? I think is the the best time to fly, in my humble opinion, is when they're still like that first car seat uh, size, yeah. um, where they'll like sit in that and sleep in that, and they're used to that. And then I think you have like a terrible age, which is where we're at right now, and they're like toddlers and want to walk and all that, till they're like three and they can actually sit and watch a movie and right. Because we we took Eloise out. on her first flight when she was three and like. Almost I guess like three and a half. Yeah, like three and, and four great. months or whatever she, she was. was. Great. And she was great. She can have her own seat, headphones, watch a movie, know what's going on. So I think one of the other lessons that we could have though is like if we could bring any kind of help, other family. Oh yeah, having my parents there was like they weren't on the flight to keep in mind. No, but having them there just for like that's the hard part about like going on a family vacation. Like you have no alone time as a couple. Yeah. And you're just like, go, go, go. So it was nice for the, like, I don't know, 10 minutes. We'd be like, can you watch them so we can go, I don't know, like a walk outside or yep. go throw the trash out, which we did. <laughs> the and trash that was out. like our date. Go look at the uh, fire pit and dream what it would be like if we could just be out we there. We could just be <laughs> out there and enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. So, but other couples have said that. We've tried. Like, we've asked babysitters to come on vacation with us, but... I guess we're not that appealing, um, but <laughs> that's the dream, right? You could bring like a babysitter with you and just be like, okay, yeah, have, turn. have at it, have at it. We're yeah. going to go to dinner. Yeah. I think that's the lesson. Uh, those, those are good lessons so far. I so think also three. Well, the other thing I think we talk about specific to the trip, the South in the summer, no, particularly right. like in general, um, but with, with young kids specifically, pretty brutal. Yeah, the south. Uh, the south is an interesting place. Why? What? What did you think um, of? What did you think of it all? Well, it's hard to. Gen- I shouldn't generalize the entire. Because south, I, you know, but, I told um, you when I first came. When we first came down, I actually appreciated. I, I liked. I missed the south. You miss the south. Well, yeah. Well, you went to school. So I went to school down there, Atlanta, which I'd love to go visit. Um, I mean, my experience in the South is a whopping. I went to New Orleans once, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina. Uh, have I been anywhere else in the South? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Um, have I been to Texas? Is that considered the South? Or Texas is, is definitely the a South. No, it's the South. It's still the South. Southwest. It's I, ju- a, I, mean, I just like heard a bunch of angry like Texans being like, it's the South. I think like, it's the South. I, I think once you get to New Mexico, that's the Southwest. But I think Texas is the South. Um, I've been to Texas. So I guess I've been to like a couple, a handful of states, probably more Southern states than I've been in like the Midwest um, or even on the West Coast. So um, 
yeah, it's an interesting uh, vibe. I mean, I went, uh, it's an interesting vibe. It's just, it's a different, we were in Nashville, so I'll be specific to Nashville. Um, it just, you said this, the way you said it was really smart. It's like, how did you say it? You just said it. Um, like, it's not like, like, they like to pay, like, is it homage? To oh, like, well, uh, the reason I said it is like we, their history. We were talking to my parents. And we were but it's a little bit coded. It's coded. Yeah, it's like yeah. They're, they're not waving Confederate flags anymore. Well, that's not true. Well, they are. They are, but I'm saying, like, it's not as it's not socially acceptable to wave a Confederate flag. <laughs> in Nashville. In, Na- in the city. In like, the south. Well, well they've removed Confederate places. flags from these state flags. So, like, there, there's some progress as far but as... in homes. Well, I mean, I'm not saying in homes. Of course, they're friggin' probably rampant in homes everywhere yeah. in, the, in a lot of places in the South. And, like, people that are, like, deeply racist or, quote-unquote, preserving culture, heritage and culture. You feel that. But, like, there's there. definitely, a, a, like, a coded like institutional dynamic with like 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 um people that are white versus people that are of color it's right? not i don't even feel that as much because i actually have other times when i've been to the south i've actually felt like it's more integrated like i feel like yeah, parts so- of the north are more segregated right um but i think like for example when we walk by the big Tennessee State Library, beautiful building, um, gorgeous, like a block long, and they have on the wall these like engravements, like statues basically on the wall, like the state bird and the state flower and the state whatever, like meal, I don't know. But they have all these different state things and you get to dog and it's a coon hound. I mean, <laughs> a coon hound. A coon you hound. saw it and you're like, I think they should change the name I of that dog. I didn't know what I was going to turn around and say. I was like, what, what's the, what could the possibility be the name of that And there's this I'm adorable like, oh. dog, but clearly, like if you do any bit of a historical research, the the word, I, I hate even saying it with that. It's a terrible well, word. But like clearly were dogs that were sent out attacking black people black people yeah. so it's like and how is that and like it's literally engraved a how is that okay that that's like the state dog that we're that we're memorializing just the name and also yeah, like how have you not changed the name how have to you like, just not changed the name like maybe we just call it a hound the like, like southern terrier the southern yeah. hound or whatever like the hell just, it is just yeah. change the yeah. name and then like it, you know in the same complex you know there's this beautiful civil war kind of memorial but you know, and it's this like timeline and these quotes from these famous people, but there it's like some of these quotes are like very pro Confederate and it shows the timeline, but it's still just like a little bit, just like ee, that feels a little bit. But I mean, at the same point, let me play my own devil's advocate. That's the history. Yeah. Like there are people that like this is the history. So you can't eradicate history just because it's, 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 feels uncomfortable and it's right. disgusting right um but then i guess where do you draw the line when people have these friggin' like slave owners statues so you know it's like but but the coon hound to me is just totally different i agree that it's a fucking kinda, weird name yeah. you know it's blatantly racist it's blatantly derives from racism and yeah. bigotry just like change the freaking name of the dog 
The other, the third thing I'll say, and then we can get off this topic, is we went into, we were staying in a very progressive area. Yep. And we went into this hipster, you know, cafe that, you know, by looks of it's pretty progressive. The whole street was like, yeah, the people that were going in there seemed pretty progressive. progressive. Um, But on the wall were a few pictures on the wall and it was, you know, Germantown over the years showing how it's built up. But then there's these like two photos that really like stuck out to me. One of them, these are all black and white photos, was an image of a black woman walking. She looks kind of upset and a, a white police officer like walking next to her almost kind of like angrily yeah and that's yeah just, that was that's my th- the i had the same interpretation of the photo too and then that was the one. photo right next to it is an image it's an aerial view of a street and on one side of the street it's about 50 white people with signs and they're kind of blurred out but all i see is god and like segregation and i don't know usually when people are throwing god out there and this is coming from a catholic yep and where it's like segregation, usually it's like God hates gays, God hates like interracial marriage, God yeah. hates you know. Religion tends to skew, like even though you and I are both Catholic and belong and to very progressive, belong church. to a progressive church. Um, whenever you're throwing God, and like we're very spiritual people, also that pray all the time. God tends to like follow more conservative ideas. Well, they like you know God doesn't yeah. kill babies, right? God, right. you know, blah blah blah, but. Anyway, so so that's the image. You know, I see like 50 white people with these signs that say God and segregation, but couldn't totally make out what they say. Um, a few cops there, paddy wagon in the middle of the street. And the other side of the street, it's like seven black people surrounded by cops. Now, they say a picture, what is it? A picture is worth a thousand words. picture is worth a thousand words. Tell, yeah. When I look at those images, I'm kind of like, what are you trying to say? Like, if this is like... Yo, what message are you uh, sending? What message are you yeah. sending? Because if this is like pro-desegregation, I feel like there's other photos you could have picked that look, that were more powerful, and more like encouraging or uplifting or just like, like very obvious, like, you know. Yeah, like let's move past let's segregation. Move it was past, almost like... It was, it was almost kind of like... Yeah. It was open to the interpreter. Like, I felt like if I were a KKK member and I had those pictures on my wall, I can imagine looking at them and being like, those were the good old days. <laughs> right. Like, right. you know, like, right. like get her. Or like, yeah. I just, it felt very, like, odd. And I said to you, like, if this was an African-American museum showing, like, the plight of desegregation, yeah. I'd be like, okay, I get it. Thank you for sharing that history. But in like some hipster cafe in Nashville, Nashville. it felt a little bit like it was almost like nostalgic. They were almost like trying yeah, to pre- pre- yeah. preserve nostalgia. It was weird of segregation and like it's interesting that like sixty years. This is now like fifty years ago. That this is all like the country got desegregated fifty three years ago. Like we're I now. Don't at a, freaking know. I still think it's like two thousand eight. We're now at a point in life though where like most people that are like living weren't that old when segregation was happening if they even saw it. Like, that's the weird thing to think about. Like, middle-aged people weren't even alive for it. And, like, that is some level of, like, okay, like, the more that you're removed from it, the better off I think society is going to be. But um, Nashville is a good time. It, like, the South, I, you know, I miss the, the elements of the South I miss. Like, I love the food. 
It's food that you can't eat often, but when you see, you don't you don't like it as much. Like I love this. I like just thought the food was the, just the, felt so unhealthy. It is like, unhealthy, but like when you're we got. And I like to be health conscious too. And the Brussels sprouts. But you're right. Like, Everything was unhealthy, kind of butter, fat, bacon grease. Yes, it was just like mac so and cheese ribs. Nice. But like if you're having kind of like a meal where you're gonna indulge a little bit, I feel like the food was just yeah, for it like hit a spot day for a day. So that, a so meal. for vacation, it's good. So that's the part of it that I miss. And like in college, like nobody nobody gave a shit about any like like that kind of stuff. You, you could afford that when you're in your late teens early 20s so like the tennessee hot chicken i loved which which you tell i like i i would i would drive like two hours for it here if it's some i'm sure it's someplace in the city must have it and then like you know the, the barbecue is as good as advertised and but the heat is brutal the south brutal. in the summer if you could avoid especially with young kids you have to just freaking avoid well it. i told you i mean i said this to your dad too it's like your dad grew up segregated south south yeah. carolina worked in the fields and his sister, it's always like the joke that his sister, his, was older always, sister. his older sister was always just like, I don't feel well. I'm sick. I would have been right fucking behind <laughs> her. I would have just been like, I have cramps. Like it is so brutally hot down there. Yeah. Like we couldn't even take the third day. We couldn't even take the girls out. We took two walks. Yep. One and like the butt crack of dawn. And it was still hot. It's and like it was so hot uncomfortable even for then. 15 minutes. Yep. And then at four o'clock, we were all going batshit crazy, stir crazy. And then we were like, let's sing them out again. And we were just like, no, this is like almost like child cruelty. Yeah. I mean, just like human cruelty. It was so hot for so all hot. of us. People walking their dogs like it's fucking fall outside <laughs> in New York. I was like, what are you doing? The dog's going to go into cardiac arrest. It was so hot. And then you couple that with like COVID. Which like, nobody seems to—I don't think they've heard of it yet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's really think, bizarre. The news like, got down to Tennessee. <laughs> we, we had a great setup because we had a, a really nice townhome that we rented that you found. That I give you so much credit for finding. It's beautiful, brand new, uh, two stories. We'll talk about some of the some of the um, the the treachery for for having a, a baby toddler that's trying to go up and down stairs and stuff there. But it was beautiful, four bedrooms, three bathrooms, like a dining room table, kitchen, everything else. That was cool. Um, but we didn't really eat out at all because of freaking COVID. It's I like. I wouldn't have eaten out. It's so hard with kids. It's hard anyway. Traveling. Nobody has like slept. I, I mean, but then you have to eat inside with these like people that like don't even like yeah. you would think that it's 2019. If we had a hotel, it would have been really upset because you I would know. have had a, no option. You would have had no option. And at least for us, like we had this huge dining room. It was yeah. so easy to just be like, these kids need to eat by five o'clock. Let's order by four or something. Yep, and exactly. Like, eat and then give them baths. So like, it was a very, I would say that was definitely a good learning from is like, I remember my old boss at Sweaty Betty when he used to come visit um he used to like like renting apartments and stuff and i thought that was so weird i'm like you're the ceo of the company like why don't you want to stay in like the fanciest hotels and he was like i'd rather stay in like a house or like whatever be and i get it now like it's like especially if his kids were coming like or his family was coming it's like it's nice to have like multiple bathrooms or just like a kitchen and buy like english muffins and keep them in yeah it saves it saves money it just saves time i don't even know if we saved money but it definitely Uh, it it made it more convenient if we were in a hotel we would have to eat out every meal 
Yeah, essentially. Well, like the little snacks in the like morning, the little snacks like, with, like cereal. That's the type yeah, of stuff you have I mean. To buy that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that was a great way to stay. But the, but so as beautiful as the place was, like Emmy is at an age now. We talk about the challenges for our, our, our each of our kids now. Like she's at like the suicide watch phase yeah. of her life, where she's going to be almost eighteen months. She's a kind of a late walker, but she like stands. She falls like at forty five degree she, angles. She can walk. She tries to climb stairs if she's unattended. And this staircase, like it was like climbing up to the gates it was of heaven. Literally, yeah, that's a good way to <laughs> like put it. It was, it was like thirty five steps. That's not even an exaggeration. Like, it's not an exaggeration. Yeah. It was like a horrifying every time I would go down. And it was, it, there, was were no, like, there were no like landings either. It was no, like a straight thirty. Straight like 30. you never see that. It was very, very, very odd. But because they had high ceilings, we I did guess, have but. a moment. I think I think we need to wrap up the yeah. Asheville travel yeah. talk. But we did have a moment. With that fateful day, Emmy was like, you know, walking around or whatever. And they had this place as beautiful was not kid friendly. I did give them that feedback. Yeah, like you should have some rentals that are more kid friendly. There was like a glass coffee table, glass dining room table. And, you know, one split second, all of a sudden we look, Emmy went, bam, right into the glass coffee table. She has a huge... Luckily not the corner. But thank the, God. Yeah. Huge black and blue on her cheek. Her mouth starts gushing blood. The poor baby. Like, oh, it was brutal. That same day, it was like she took her nap. She woke up and I was like trying to do something. I don't know. I was like holding her. I poke her in the eye. Yep. Poor thing. Then I'm trying to change her and I had to like pull her close to me because she was like squirming away. Your rug burn. I gave her rug burn. <laughs> that poor baby that day just got beat up but yeah you gotta make sure like I will say what they did do staying in this townhouse and I definitely recommend people do this I mean this place was amazing but I requested basically a crib or a pack and play a high chair um, and they brought both of those things but I I do suggest if you're ever renting like checking to see if it's kid friendly because I did say next time you should also have like gates available or just yeah totally gates would have made me feel less stressful even in the middle of the night like Eloise is old enough where She's competent to go up and down those stairs without really a problem. Oh my god, I would have flipped out if she went down those but, stairs. But but I'm saying like she like as she knows well enough not to go down there. Like but 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 we still blocked we the still blocked it off with like a. So Chris and I had this like beautiful mat. It was four bedrooms. Yeah. Um, one on the first floor, three upstairs. The master was upstairs with a patio and this like huge walk-in closet and this like amazing bathroom and yep. blah 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 blah. Um, but I was horrified because the master was right above the stairs. Yeah. And then like it was this big long hallway and the two other bedrooms are at the front of the house. And I just was scared that like Eloise is in a new place. Yep. If she was going to want us, she was going to come down the hallway. If she made one wrong, wrong turn, turn exactly. she went flying down those stairs. So Chris and I stayed in the like one of the small bedrooms that was next to the other bedroom. The kids shared a room, which actually I think is really good for them. It's good they for don't them. normally, but it's a yeah. like, good bonding for them. Um, so we ended up sacrificing that, but, but it, but the reason being, cause it's like scary. You don't want them to like fly down the stairs. So I do suggest like gates that would have been really helpful. Yeah, no, totally. And, and I think at a different phase of life with older kids, it would have been like a really just awesome situation. And I, I would definitely yeah. look into Sandra again. All right. So this is a good segue now to, uh, our family. This is our first plane trip as a family of four, probably our last plane trip as a family of four, almost definitively. Um, we're going to now, we're, we, I'm announced in the last episode, and we've shared with many people now that you're approaching I'm 17 weeks. Out. You're knocked up again uh, with, with our first boy that's coming into the, into the, 
into the fray. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on expanding now to a family of five? What's on your mind as far as kid raising? What do you? What do we think? Are we terrified? Are we excited? No, not terrified. I mean, we've always wanted. I know three kids. We have. I'm like ten percent leaning towards four. That's. I don't. I'm not. I'm no, but like. In this house? No, 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 no. We have to sell our house. Yeah, I'm envisioning us like winning the lotto. Moving, moving, moving by the water. Big, big house. Yeah, like a personal trainer moving in with us, a private chef moving in with us. Well, that's the case. I'll have uh, four kids. Moving in with us. Um, yeah, no, those are my requirements for a fourth. But we always knew we wanted to have three. I always knew we'd have an Eloise and a Rocco. I call Emmy our bonus baby because she totally threw us through a loop. Yeah. And Frankie, our ultrasound tech, told me it was a girl, and I didn't believe her. And I waited like for Emmy, yeah. forever. Yep. And then I was like, fine, I believe you. Um, so, you know, not surprised. Yep. Um, did I say the name? You did. Oh, I did. That's okay. Oh. We share this the name all the time. Okay. But we're not talking about the middle um, name or... That's right. The middle name's a big secret. But, um, yeah. So, no, I'm not terrified. We have two amazing kids. That is something I will say from vacation. Probably not the old Saybrook one when we went to the beach in the pool earlier this summer. Yeah. One, I was in the first trimester and fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're just ladies. I, I don't know. Maybe you don't have miserable first trimesters. They're the fucking worst for me. I'm a miserable human being. I literally three times in a row now are terrible. I hate the world. Um, and so like everything is kind of like, uh, like glossed over and just like doomy gloom. So uh, like, I didn't feel like this after that vacation, but I will say after vacationing with like to Disney world with Eloise in 2019. And on this trip, I came away being like, we have great kids. Yeah, we do. So, you know, hopefully third time's a charm. Hopefully he fits right in. If not, Emmy will probably beat the shit out of him. Emmy is not, (laughs) she's going to beat the shit out of him regardless whether he fits in or not. So (laughs) you can feel like a glove into the family. She's going to, that's that's the funny thing about like, I'm, I'm excited about the element of seeing like what this, what his personality is going to be like, because Eloise and Emmy are so distinctly different that like he's like, like and I've heard that with the third too. It's like, they're going to be different. So like, I, I just, it's, it'll be interesting to see the wow, dynamic. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, listen, I'm excited. Our next appointment, I'm going to be, you know, halfway through. That's joyous. I love that 20 week mark. I'll actually be 21 weeks at the next appointment. Um, because then, you know, you're on like the back nine. Yeah. I always say to my girlfriends who get upset about the gaining the weight, which I'm right there with you, but you know, you're on like halfway down, you know, in 20 weeks, you're about to lose like eight to 10 pounds just by giving birth, which is exciting. That's that's a great way to say. When else do you lose 10 pounds in in one day? In like a, like a few hours. Exactly. So, you know, I'm excited about that, but. All right. Now, now getting back to the family expansion, and, and this is some some. This is a very great post. I, I commend you for posting on social media about oh, about uh, well, it was like you you were coming out of the first trimester. I, I give you a lot of I give you a lot of leeway a on that. Grace. But I'll give you some grace on that. But like the whole question that we've gotten before, like, well, should you read the quote? Um. 
Yeah, I'll read the quote. As I'm p- pulling up the quote, Shall though. Shall I read it so it's in my voice? Yes. So yeah. Like, yeah, I'm uh, going to pull it up right now. Here, you don't have to reach. I'm going to pull it up on your on my phone. Okay, so what Chris is referencing is I'm not on social media, really. Um, and But obviously, big occasions, I'll throw a post on there. Then I probably go into like a three-week posting frenzy, and then I'll be off for another six months. But So this was our announcement. Chris announced it on our joint account. So I said, you know, I'll announce it as well. Uh, this is the post, and then we'll go into commentary. Yeah. And by the way, to be to... to, to um, back up what you're saying. Sometimes you're off as like social media for like eight months at a time. I know. It's just like you go radio silence. So like you're, you're you're like the cicadas. It's like you show up every <laughs> skiz every like seven years. Like you're social like social media cicadas. It's like oh you'll be on like in like posting for like on a frenzy for like a week and then you're radio silent for like. Now let's be clear. We're talking about Instagram. I don't Instagram. do TikTok or any of that. And yeah. I definitely don't fucking do Facebook anymore because it's put me into a deep dark spiral fair enough um so i go in there to pick anyway fights. so there this is the instagram announcement then we'll go into commentary yes yes, yes. Okay. well since chris shared it on his podcast posted it on social and it's obby from a mile away might as well make it ig official too baby bear due in early february so i'll be hibernating till then plus six weeks postpartum for medical clearance to work out another six months of postpartum walks and exercise so i'll see you next september 2022 also, just a few answers to some FAQs we've received. One, please stop asking if it was, quote, planned. It's weird, and if you're not comfortable with hearing, well, we obviously knowingly had unprotected sex, and Chris said, should I? And I said, sure, fuck it. Don't fucking ask question. <laughs> Two, I've been feeling as lottie fucking fantastic as you might think with some all-day nausea, mood swings, and general unpleasantness. Three, no, Chris isn't so excited it's a boy over a girl. He'd be happy either way, and also, that's a sexist question. Four, if we tell you the baby's name, please note that we genuinely do not care if you don't like it. So you can keep that to yourself, Mr. and Mrs. Basic 80s name. Lastly, related to number two above, and I'm pretty sure it's obvious at this point, I'm in the middle of a hormone swing as I type this. Anywho, we are truly so excited and looking forward to our next adventure. Here we go again. P.S. Chris is the patron saint of fatherhood, husbandhood, and has single-handedly carried our family through the past 14 weeks of the first trimester bliss. Love you, Baronimal, and thank you. And also, you're welcome for handling three times pregnancy so gracefully and sweet. It's my pleasure, really. Objects in picture are 100% larger than they appear. <laughs> That's a very cute post, and let's unpack a few elements of that for a second. Yeah. So, first thing, I, I forgot that you gave me the very complimentary words. And I mean, and you I deserve really, it. You I appreciate that. are a first trimester stud well, i mean i am out for the count well one of the things about the third kid or even the second kid that people don't necessarily realize like or like it might not be apparent like when you're going through it the first time even if, if somebody else has like a bad well, experience let's just say this yeah my, sorry and then i want you to continue yeah my first pregnancy excuse me my first pregnancy was fucking phenomenal right with eloise yeah. i was getting acupuncture every week i was like 30 years old, in great shape, walking all the time. Like, I was still nauseous first trimester, but you're so happy or, like, pregnant for the first time. Yep. It kind of, like, I don't know, and I think the acupuncture helped. So, first pregnancy was easy peasy pie. Mm-hmm. By the second time around, you're like, oh, wait. Like, this is <laughs> actually, like, it feel for me, I was like, now I'm really pregnant. Because you're not like as butterfly and rose colored glasses. Yeah. Sorry, continue. No, I mean, uh, along a similar line, like similar lines, like when you're, when it's the third time or the second time, like you have to take care of another kid while pregnant and so does your husband. 
or your spouse. It's like you're not dealing with like you're not shitting rainbows or you're just having a kid and like getting to do all the things you basically do. Sleeping all the time. And sleep all the even and especially with a husband who doesn't like like they're like, Oh, I don't even you know, I don't even realize like uh, you know, like it's starting to hit home now that she's thirty two weeks. It's like, yeah, it's fucking hitting home now. But when it's your second and third kid, oh it hits home when you have to when your wife is throwing up in the toilet, you're taking care of the other two kids <laughs> solo for ninety minutes in the morning sometimes. Like she can't get out of like, bed. But she can't get out of bed or she's like and like, you know, if you're a good husband, you're not like a an, an, like a a lazy dad or a douche magoo, you're gonna you're gonna step in, you're gonna step up to the plate. So I I, I don't I'm, I appreciate the words, but kudos to you. But, Honestly, it's but so hard. Don't want to spend a lot of time with uh, on that part. Of it. But but the few things. One, the hibernating piece. You're gonna see people before September. I don't September 2022. See people before then, first of all, you look cute now. You look. No, yeah, you do. No. And no. also, first of all, you're gonna see like I don't know. Like I have a 40th birthday coming up. Yeah, you think I'm you're excited gonna see that people I'm gonna that. be like a big friggin' whale? We have the holiday season coming you up. Th- I, you think I'm excited about gaining the extra cookie dough? There's a wedding like, in the next wait, year. Chris, like, you're stressing me oh, out. I'm just saying the hibernating. I would like to hibernate in my magical world. Right. I would like go into my little cocoon and then come out magically six months to nine months postpartum although for your second and third kid give yourself like honestly i well i think with any kid first second or third or fourth or fifth or whatever i think it genuinely takes two years for a woman's hormones to fully flush out of her body the like the swelling all of that jazz to go down but in my ideal world i wouldn't see i would be like this cute adorable <laughs> i'm pregnant and then i'd be like see you when the baby's nine months all right that would be my so that's vain, your dream that's my vain dream obviously in those nine months postpartum i have a personal trainer coming to the house and like food delivery service but such as all right so realistic right, so that, that's just a, a dream all right so a few other things and this is the big thing why we even were reading this post the plan thing. Let's talk about this for a second. Because that, the plan question annoyed me, annoys me too, and I hear it. And, it's uh, shocking who says it to you, when they say it to you. I don't know why they say it I to you. I've s- had like family members. And, and, and people that like, you love and respect and you think are like bright people. But it's it, like, and I'm not calling the people that ask this stupid, but it's a stupid question. But just like, I don't understand it. Like, was it planned? Like, oh. I mean, I'm not 15, right. so I'm 35, um, turning 36. I like you're right in the middle of your childbearing that, but years. Like, but also, like, what are you asking me? Like, did Chris and I sit and be like, "Do you want to have another baby?" Or were we drunk one night and just like, you know, care for? Like, I just I don't even know what you're asking. Like, what are you trying to figure out? And I I, I do think on a sensitive level, some people are asking because maybe. They're trying, right. and maybe they're having a hard time, right. and they're just like, and and th- there's that. That's the only, to be honest with you, the only percentage of people in the pie chart that I have empathy for, right. or just like you know, maybe you're just trying to like figure out the world and be like, am I going to be next? Were they like, you know, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but everybody outside of that. And I a- don't even know who those people are. I'm just assuming maybe some of those people that are asking are in that boat. But everybody else, what kind of fucking question is that? It's not it's you. You hit on question. some of the elements. Like we're we've been married for seven years. We've been together for almost fifteen. We have two kids. It's not like our kids are thirteen and ten. No. Our oldest is five. Our younger one is a year and a half. 
when this baby is born, three and two will be with like not, like just about two years apart. Those are very reasonable gaps to have three kids. Well, that maybe that's the other thing. Maybe they just assume Emmy's younger. But she, but but like if you think about it, like this, I know people that have actually like real Irish twins or people that even have within eighteen months. They're going to be twenty three months apart. And regardless whether we had it, like. It's just a weird it's fucking weird. question, but let's answer the question. And also, you're not 40. You're, you're not even 40. You're not 45. It's not like it's like you're like it's this. So like weird. You're, you're 35, like you said. You're in the middle of childbearing years. We have a pretty stable, luckily blessed life. We have good jobs with high earnings potential. We own a home. We have enough space. We don't live in a studio apartment in uh in uh, beds, I don't know. Bed size like a hipster area now, but like I don't. Under, I just don't understand the question. I don't understand. I don't the get question. It. And so my response is exactly what I tell people. Like, yeah. like, but they, I'm just like, you know, we've always we've always been open about wanting to have three yeah. kids. It's always been something that's so been in the like, cards. I it's get like surprised that people don't know that. Um, but even if they didn't, like, why would that be even like a thing? I know. And I'm just like, well, obviously we didn't have fucking protected. Like, what the hell do you think? What like, do you think happened? Like, yeah. That and it's not kid number odd. like five or four, even four. It's like, it's okay, two or three is a pretty regular like number of kids. To, I don't I don't know. Like one, two or three. Like that's it our be. number one. So that, that was that question. And then, question. yeah, you've been like, so then the other stuff I don't have to really go into. Well, just like people being like, how do you feel? And that, listen. This this is no knock on anybody asking me how I feel. It's actually yeah. very sweet to ask people when they're pregnant, throughout their pregnancy, how, do you how feel? are you? Yeah. That was not a knock on that question. That was just like in the first trimester, and anyone who has seen me in the first trimester knows, typically, I think my response with Emmy, pregnant with Emmy, when someone would say, how do you feel? Yeah. I think I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think that was my response. This time, I really do think our neighbors are concerned that we're having another kid because when anytime our neighbor would see us outside in the first trimester, he'd be like, Jen, how do you feel? And he'd be like, when are these fucking kids getting out of our house? <laughs> this kid's not getting out for like 19 years. And he was yeah. like, oh, my God, was it planned? It was a plan. <laughs> like, are you and, excited? And they have kids that they're not even like they've been veteran parents. Their well, kids are a little bit older like than our such kids. Such a different phase. So like my first trimester, I only say that to be like in the first trimester, I do feel so miserable. So anytime anyone asked me, I felt I just yeah. was like, I feel miserable. Let's keep it moving. Now, when you ask me, I'm like, good, yeah, you can answer the question. Good. Like, yeah, it's just first trimester. No, I think questions brutal. I, yeah, I think that question. And, and the other thing that you mentioned on here was the, the boy over the girl thing. And, and I've said this before. I, I clarified this position like <sighs> I didn't I'm not so excited like. There's elements of having a boy that scare me. Like I, these boys are main, like all the energy things with Ellie's where sometimes she just needs to just take it down a notch. Like I'm going to be screaming at this kid about taking it down a notch if he's like overly hyper, putting himself in injury risk situations. Well, I just I just want to preface. Yeah. We know plenty of people have boys and they're nice, calm at this stage, normal little boys. Not normal, but like nice, calm little kids. But what you're saying is also being in this town, whenever we see kids being jackasses, yeah, like fucking riding their bicycles, which remember I was pregnant with Emmy and yes, I threatened, and he, and he like threatened one of them. Yep. Um, God, when I'm pregnant, I told you guys That's, I'm hormonal, yeah. I'm not okay. <laughs> but um, I, when we see jackasses, like the kid fucking climbing the ladder of like some industrial building <laughs> and going right. on the roof, or yeah. kids riding that's, their bikes. That's in the before we knew you were pregnant. Helmets. Yep. Which like you saw the kids say through town. Boys. 
through a construction zone doing wheelies on on a bike, no helmets, going through traffic in a major intersection. So like for like probably fourteen year old boy, thirteen year old boys coming from. That's where I'm coming from. Yes, exactly. Not like these sweet little boys, like oh so cute. No, it's it's it's, like you see them when they're older, and I fucking hate when people are like oh. Girls become so bitchy and like, oh, boys are so much easier to deal with. No, people don't fucking deal with boys' <laughs> feelings properly in fucking high school and, and just tell them to up. stuff it. Yep. And then they're fucking shooting up movie theaters or blowing shit up or becoming the next Donald Trump. So <laughs> or getting enti- or being entitled, or being entitled like Brock Turner. So don't tell me that I can go. I know. You could do a whole podcast on how annoyed I get when people say shit about raising boys versus girls yeah time will tell obviously with Rocco you know if I change my tune but yes I have the same trepidation trepidation. you have of like first the learning curve like you know second girl you're like we've been here we've done exactly and there is going to be the learning curve um like we transition to two kids very easily yes I'm like a little like "Eh, we're gonna have another learning curve again um, but there's that, like, I'm more concerned about the world telling him he's fucking wonderful. Hey. And like <laughs> us having to let him know, like, you gotta take him down you're, you're going to be taken down the few. I like flip his, 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 uh, middle, his, his middle sister is going to take him down a lot of pegs. Probably too, all, so. Well, Eloise will probably boost him up because yeah. she's just like a sweet little soul. But, but yeah, yeah, but, but, but here's to be fair. I am excited to balance out the women in the household the a little bit, the energy and I'll be a coach to any sports enthusiast that doesn't if I had three girls I'm, I'd love one of them to be into something yeah and maybe the boys on it to any kind of sports but I am excited to balance these out so now you know at least with the uh, living beings in the house we're going to be three and three because our fat little dog Victoria's ACL <laughs> is going to balance that out can we just talk out. about this can we just pivot for a quick yes, second yes we can absolutely just pivot. for the folks at home about Bruno yes. so Bruno's pretty much like the laziest laziest <laughs> fattest laziest dog you've ever met the two quirky things about this lazy fat little doggy. About two years ago, we had a fly in our house, and because I'm a spiritual person, for the first week I was like, "Don't kill it. It's one of our yeah, guys. Don't kill it." By the second week, I was like, "Well, it's kind of fucking annoying." By the third week, I was literally trying to murder this thing. Yeah, we were, we're like we were like breaking like uh, picture frames to try to, to, like, to try, to, try to, kill to kill this thing. thing. Our fat lazy dog <laughs> was sleeping in his bed, sleep asleep. Literally woke up. Just moved his head to the side and caught this fly. Okay, like shocking, right? Bruno the most doesn't move. Thing he's ever done. And, and to paint the picture for people that are listening, Bruno, who's a very sweet dog, he's very great with all people and kids and everything else. But when he, between the hours of I'd say, eleven a.m. and like eight p.m. at night, he doesn't move more than six inches <laughs> typically yeah. and if he's getting up he's going to get water or food yeah so he's just, like the, and by the way the reason chris at 11 a.m because he's so fucking lazy you don't even, walk, like, until walk him till like 10 30 in the morning so that was the most athletic thing he's ever done so then the second odd little quirk about fat lazy bruno is it, we bought eloise's jumpy castle for her birthday we were putting it up on her actual it was like the grandparent birthday yeah it was, it was like we the day the after her birthday yeah and we were setting it up and he was outside and he had a burst of energy he's running around and the fucking lazy ass dog tore his ACL. He tore his ACL. Like that's something like a runner does, right? Or like a soccer player. Yeah. 
this lazy, but talk about terrible parents. I mean, it took, it took us three weeks it, to take him to the vet. Three weeks. It took us six weeks. No, it was. I think it was, it was no, three weeks. No, it was six weeks. We took him after two weeks to like the urgent care. We waited for no, two No, two days hours. to the urgent care. We took him two days. Oh, okay. And then we had two hours to two kids. And we're like, screw that. She said he was more than halfway through his recovery. Well, the recovery was recovery six to was eight weeks. And it was six so weeks. it was three weeks, I think. It was something. It was terrible. We were very negligent. And then she, but, but then she's like, you know, he's going to heal. You could get in this anti-inflammatory on Amazon, which you still haven't bought yet, by the way. We should probably put that in the next card. Oh, my God. Um, but he's starting. I'd say now he's like 50% better. Isn't it funny how today he told us Emmy pooped her pants? Yeah, he did. So we call him Nurse Bruno. He's obsessed with poopy diapers. Yep. He loves babies. newborn babies. Pediatric he nurse. Lo- you call him a pediatric nurse, <laughs> Nurse Bruno. And today we're like sitting around and I just see him following her around. I'm like, she pooped her pants. That's how we know. I, well, I had a, I for some reason now, like it. her poop smells really bad, but you don't smell it as like, unless you're like close to her now. You ever notice that? I did you hear me? I go, Eloise, can you smell your sister's butt? And she went by and her, she was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, Sorry. when you get close, it's brutal. But like when she was, I feel like an infant, it was easier to smell it. Like it just had like a I more know, I'm so congested. Well, no, days. but I, but like, yeah, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno's the one who us into it because he's a sick he's just a weirdo he and, and a weirdo. we can have a whole podcast on bruno but we'll we'll move on all right so let's let's that's p- all the baby talk let's p- let's pivot from yeah from baby talk we're excited so um eloise is starting school kindergarten in like two weeks I know. how do you feel about that are we I gonna don't... cry are we gonna be happy that she's out of the house for six hours a day i don't know I have to see. There's a lot know. that like like everybody like this is like it's an interesting phase for us because we're entering a whole new world of bringing our kids to school and we've been in this town we've been in our town for you know five plus years we've been in the area either this town or the neighboring town and we, we we obviously are establishing roots here buying our house and we're, the friendships are starting to crystallize it now but I think when they when we when they have school we're going to meet a whole just like. Influx of people, which you probably are dreading. I, I'm you know, so I, I, I eat, I eat that, I eat that up. I know. Um, I'm but, not looking forward to that. But haven't we um, made some good friends? Yes, like, we have. Which is, why I give you credit. Thank you for being social. It usually takes me like three months after you to be like, oh, they're kind of cool. Um, listen, I'm excited for her because I think she's going to love school and learning. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, as far as I know, she's the only five-year-old I know that watches like science shows yep. and knows more about flash floods and tornadoes <laughs> flash and, flash and human biology than I do, but uh, which doesn't say much, <laughs> but I am excited to enter. Like I very vividly remember elementary school years and they're generally, I think, very happy time in someone's life. Yeah. And so I'm excited for her to embark on that. And it's a weird, in a weird way as like a parent. You're going through it again. Yeah, now I know. We you get to go through it three fucking times, yeah. which means also three middle schools and three high schools and three colleges, which is also horrifying because those all bring up a, a range, wide range of emotions and totally. experiences. But for elementary school with just our oldest, I am excited to start that. And I think you can see it starting to already unravel with like, you know, she did this private theater camp yep. this summer. And at the end of the camp, they, they said, you know, we're doing like a fall class, you know, every Wednesday. And at the end, we're going to do a performance in the neighboring town. And she was like, I want to do that. 
And like our little baby's already signed up for basically like theater school and like her first big performance like that. That's a kind of those I are the know. good Looks memories like, I had as like a little kid. Totally. And she's going to remember all this stuff now. Yeah. She's at an age now. Like we could all remember five. I can remember three and a half, four even. But like five is Your really. Your is insane. But like, yeah. but, but I think just think most people in general, by the time you're five, like you're remembering like things that happened you in kindergarten. You remember kindergarten. You're like, so yeah. that's a, like, and, and I was just doing the math in my head. There's going to be overlap, obviously, with Emmy and Eloise are four school years apart. They're three years and eight months apart. And then number three and Emmy are going to be two years apart. But we're going to be going through 51 distinct, distinct school years from elementary school through the end of college, even though there's overlap. And basically for the next like two decades are going to be more than two decades. We're going to be dealing with some level of school. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. Like it is. You're essentially like a girl, girlfriend of mine. She has three girls now. Her youngest was just born a few months ago. Um, but her oldest is, what, eight? How old is she? Eight? Yeah. Eight or nine? Eight. Um, and last year, she was like, ugh, you know, like, she was best friends with this girl. Now there's this other girl and they're icing her out. And I just want to kick this little girl's ass. I think she's going to be like, nine or 10, but yeah. But that's... it's like, so it's like so hard. Cause you're like living that all over oh, again. But you're not the main character, right? You're like character. you're a supporting role. And that's gotta be like, so even more challenging because you have a different perspective you, you don't have as much control over it. And you have to watch somebody you love navigate emotions that you firsthand remember being really challenging. And I like, know. that's the part where, you know, my, my very good friend has been quoted to saying, um, parenthood isn't for pussies. I love that quote. And it's true. Like I can just imagine going through these phases, especially Eloise is such like a sweet, sensitive, spiritual, quirky little soul that, you know, you can see how she might be misunderstood. Or yeah. You can see, and so it's like, you're just kind of like... Especially because her brain operates sometimes quicker than her words do, and she'll, yeah, like, tell stories and, like, she'll, like, give, like, role-playing when she's telling... And, like, people are like, what the hell is she even saying? Like, sometimes right. I say that? And we love her and have compassion as her parents. Like, but, what, but like, yeah, I, I, like, in general, I, I hear you totally on that, and... That's got to be really hard. And, and you want to be involved as a parent, but you don't want to overdo it either. Right. And like, I actually remember our, our neighbors, uh, the ones who you always complain about, uh, not complain about, they're awesome neighbors. You complain about as far as to, uh, like the pregnancy no, stuff. No, I just them. assume they think I'm like but a they're awesome. terrible person. They're fantastic neighbors. But we, um, they were like, they were saying, we were talking about, they have a 14, almost 15 year old daughter and an 11 year old son. I think we were asking them one time, like, you know, do you see the relationships that they form? Like, can you tell when some kids are like not nice, or especially with the, with the teenage girl? And I remember, why the, especially with a teenage girl? Well, 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 just because I feel like, mm. let's see, I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like sometimes there could be, mm. no, I'll, 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 I'll eat, I'll eat some some shit on this. Uh, boys could be just as cruel and bullying and stuff too we've seen remember we've seen a bunch yes. of times in town boys being really mean bullying to other, other boys yeah yeah but but like so i, I take that back but i just think they're you know, like you know we have to you have to kind of like like the, the mom said you have to let and she's a little bit older than we are like they're like mid-40s like you have to really let them kind of navigate it on their own yeah they're very good role models I do they are good role models for parents 
or couples even without kids, it's really good to have role models and good to have other parents or couples that you kind of look at. Like we have a couple, I think they're really good. Our neighbors are like parenting, but we have a couple and we're not even like, we've never even double dated. (laughs) We just kind of like fawn over them. Like just, just from what we know of them. And I, I know her more than we know them. Yes. Um, and we really look up to them. They actually have two girls and a boy. Two girls and a boy. Um, and we really look up to them. I think it's really important. They're very like spiritual like, people. Very They're spiritual. successful. They're, I wouldn't even say spiritual. I'd say they're faithful people. Faithful people. And they're and they're um they're, they're like an attractive family. Like they're very they're aspirational. They're, just, they're very aspirational. Yeah. I think it's really helpful to just have that because I I do think this phase of life. I think this is why people. Um, make such great friends at this time in life because you're basically all pledging together. You're yep. pledging for the next, I guess, 51 school years. But like, you know, you're we're all on these, these it's really, phases. It's a really great way to put and it. So I think it's really helpful to have like mentors that are like five to 10 years older than you yes. that can kind of like, yes. like guide you. Yep. Um, so that would be my advice. No, I think that's good advice. For the folks at home. It's just like finding those couples that just kind of can help you, give you their little like trinkets. Totally. And I feel on the topic of parenting, like when you're on the, the like the like when you're like a newlywed and you're thinking about a family and you hear like maybe like your first friends or acquaintances having kids and you're like, like at least for me, I'm th- I was always thinking, oh, like the parenting, you think about the early baby stage, like almost like it's an overemphasis <laughs> on that, which is fucking cake. <laughs> Uh, it, let's be honest. Like, there's some challenges the first few months with sleep, but the beginning, like first, like like Especially months three to twelve, it's it's a, like three to three to twelve months. I mean, it's a it's a breeze, but like the, no, the, the even when they're like two, they're cute, it's, right. adorable. But but eventually you start realizing, oh shit, the really hard parenting begins like later on. I think it gets hard when they get even to beyond the age us, probably. Where you have to really entertain if they're like an only child. Like Eloise wasn't a. Didn't have a sibling until she was three and a half. Right. And at that point, I was like, she needs somebody else to play with. Yeah. Like, the demand, it got, the cuteness kind of wears off. Not that they stop being cute, but the, like, kind of novelty of this, like, new baby in your house. Yeah, and three and a half to like, four and a half, especially when it's, like, your first kid, it's hard. I, I Christopher, I will say COVID. we had literally, she turned three and a half. The same time as COVID, same time as having a um, a little sister, not having school, right. not being allowed out of the house. I don't think it's fair You're to right. say that. Like and she's a great kid, but but I, so. but I think you have to be careful of that. But I just, I think, I want to be sensitive because it is. I think adjusting to parenthood is challenging. Yes, I don't think in hindsight parenthood is that challenging right. at that age right agreed but the that's a great way to put it it's a great way to put challenging. it challenging and so i remember i had a very hard time adjusting identity wise and we had other things going on in our life at that time but i had a very hard time adjusting to like motherhood which is where the whole idea of mm-hmm. hot mama came from mm-hmm. um but 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 parenting in hindsight that age you're not really parenting you're not it's like you're yeah fine. you're like keeping a kid i do have an issue no you were gonna say this is i have an issue with this what were you gonna say you're keeping okay. a kid alive oh i have an issue with that statement 
Oh, I sound this. very left wing when I say things like this, but I'm going right. to do it. Some people lose their babies. You're right. And I get That's... really sensitive when people are like, oh, like so and so's one, like kept him alive or kept You're right. her alive. That's and I, I get very like yeah. sensitive to that because I know someone who lost. Oh, God, I can't even tell the story. But whether I knew them or not, I just get like a little bit like. I, I agree with you. It's not the right you're, thing to say. And you're not really keeping them alive. No, like, you're not. You're fine. Like, yeah. everyone's fine. So yeah. I just, I don't know. No, I, what I'm trying to say, though, is more like there's a lot of, yeah, the parenting aspect. And I don't think we've even seen all of it yet either. Like We don't know shit. We don't know shit. Like, we're like, we've been parents for five years and a couple months. Anything. So it's it's a this different. This is why you have mentors, though. Why you have mentors, and yeah. you listen to the people who are a few years ahead of you. It, exactly. But I, I will say, so getting kind of tying it into the friendship piece, like, it's cool to kind of develop friends at this age, like you said. I, I do think there's there's you bond with people that have kids around the same age as you or the same number of kids. There's some if you have some kind of commonality of like, is your kid around the same age? Do you have a kid around the same age, or do you have the same mix of kids or something? And it's like, but like you know, you 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 gave me credit for for like bringing friends and like saying like, oh, these people are cool, and then you just realize they're cool, and we become friends with them. We not like I'm like a, double like date a, with them and stuff snob, like that. But it's just no. you're you more outgoing. It takes me a little bit longer to. But I will give you credit too. Sometimes you're like, and not to I, I, not to be judgmental of anybody, but sometimes you're like, eh, I don't know that they're going to be our kind of people. Like, don't even go down the path. <laughs> well, the reason I say that, and you're right, is because and, and, and you don't like, have that much time. You, you don't have that much time, and I you agree. have to be very selective. And this is something I talked about with my girlfriends. I yeah. went to a girlfriend's. Um, we did a girls' dinner for her birthday, which I have to tell you, I can't even remember the last time I did a girls' dinner. Yeah, so they had so much fun with that. And, fun and that I only night too. knew like two of them very well, two of them loosely. One of them I just met. Yeah. I had a blast. Yeah. But you know, we were just saying like, you, you don't you don't have a lot of time. Yep. And you have to pick your people well because. I know. Literally, there's no time. There's no time. Exactly. Like even the people that like, like, there's there's probably three or four couples that we haven't gone on double dates with yet, or 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 we don't even have on the calendar that would be nice to go on double dates. But it's like I don't even know if it's gonna happen before like October, November because of the way the schedule is, and it's like. So like yeah, you have very limited time, and um, it's no like like no knock on anybody, and like there's plenty of people that you like and you you could be in the same company as, but. Yeah, like it's like it's, it's it's very like with kids, it's just especially at this phase of life, like there's no reason to BS and like spend too much time going down a path with people. And like so so I'll, I'll kind of cap the friendship question on, on this. We have uh, two of the girls that you went to dinner with. We the, the, the two of us had dinner with their husbands as well. So there were six of us that went to a really nice dinner. We've done it now with them a few times. And we said like the time just flies when we have dinner with them. What makes that dynamic like? We, like, I, like I, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what do you think makes that the dynamic strong for couples? I think we've all been together for a very long time with our spouses. Yep. One of them are high school sweethearts. One we, college. The we, two other are college the, sweethearts. College sweethearts. And then we've been together. We've been together fifteen years. When you're when you're with another couple that's in the same kind of tenure as you. Yeah. It's a different comfort level than when you go out with couples that maybe even for us that have been together five years or six years. There, it's the leather is not as worn in. Yeah, and it's just and then also like 
So I think it's that experience. I think that's one thing. We can all kind of, everyone's comfortable. There's always outliers too, but yes. Yeah, but they're comfortable in themselves, comfortable in their relationship. You know, those are separate things. They're comfortable in their relationship. The second thing is everybody I think that we go with is very comfortable in who they are. So that that would be the second piece. And like, you can see that because the two couples, like, I think in order to, to have a successful relationship, I think one of those pieces or ingredients is like, you have to be good to you yourself. Right. You have to take care of yourself. Yeah. You have to be working on you. You have to be happy with you. Totally. If you're happy with you, you bring that to the relationship. You work on the relationship. The, ha- the relationship's happy. Then your kids are happy. Like, it all starts with the self. Yep. Um, I think all of those people are pretty happy with who they are, what what their life is, you know? Yeah, there's a and, lot of acceptance. And there's a lot the, of acceptance. Yeah. So I think that's the second piece. The third is we all have two or more kids. Right. Um, are all around the same age. Right. So we've all been in those experiences together. And then we have shared experience. You know, one of the couples, our kids were born the same exact day. Right. Another, the other one, those two girls are best friends. That's how we met the other couple. But that one, the second one literally lived down the street from us during COVID and like was my lactation consultant practically (laughs) during COVID. And so... And she you helped me find these, to, like, try to find to my cookie recipe. Yeah. Right. But you have these shared experiences. Yeah. So I think that's another piece of it. And it's just, you know, it's, it's nice to I go know. out with people and be comfortable and. Yeah, it's great. It's like, know, it, it's really it, it nice. helps like, um, like you said, it helps kind of get through the, the time of life. And even like, you know, we, we, we're putting down roots in our neighborhood and like, we've made friends with like, like two, like, well, one was through Eloise's preschool, but the street that's parallel to ours, it's like, we hit it off with these other two couples that are close by as well. And we have like, the biggest crush on this other couple, guys. <laughs> so this other, this woman used to take my class. I don't even think regularly, but like she, we, whatever. But we always loved this house. And we yeah. walked by this house, like this house is so beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And then we saw them outside one day and we were talking and then we realized that she used to take my class. Um, her husband's so handsome. She's so beautiful. We're just like, this is like a beautiful, attractive couple. They're so nice, and now we just like we love them so much. Yeah, it's much. like it's early, it's early in the in the but friendship. We've been hitting it we hit off, and, and then like, and then their their next door neighbors were Eloise's classmates' parents, who we who we hang out with. The and most. they just bought the and they just bought the house. house next door. So it's and like this is all right around the corner from us. So we're very excited. Yeah, right it's just it's, it's this is a really cool. This is probably my favorite phase of life socially, um, ever because. Totally agree. You, one, I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with my marriage. I'm happy yeah. with like our environment. Um, I feel like we pretty, we like know who we are, what kind of people we're like into. Um, I think we're in the right town. So like the p- people selection is like I know. fun. I know it is fun. And it doesn't feel like hard or, or like hostile. It's like very like, it's, it's just it's like easy. fun. Yeah. It just feels good. And it's just, I don't know. It's a fun social time. I feel like college was always so stressful for me because I felt like people were like forcing these groups or like yeah. being part of these groups or you, these you, frats or sororities or or whatever. Your dorm people are like you just, were friends at a convenience. I feel like a lot in I college. I think in college, like cause yeah. you're just so even like, if you have some of those friendships now, like 
But in just in general, you're like, like scared to be alone. Scared you're scared to be lost. So you so you didn't like it wasn't and like you had a lot of time. Like in hindsight, like now you don't have time. So if you're picking people to like hang out with or talk to or like, and I I love like you know like you said if you're happy like I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with my marriage. Like it, it's it's fun to go out with you. That's my favorite way to socialize. Aww. Like I have my I'm not. You know, I'm, I've said this to you before too. Like, I love like a you know an occasional guys' night where we you know have a few bourbons and we like talk about sports and grill hot dogs. Go, that actually happened a few weeks ago here. But my favorite way to socialize is when we go on our double dates, no. and we have one coming up next week. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really excited. I know for Christopher it. gets really, I call him Krabby Christopher. Um, when he doesn't get like enough double dates on the calendar, but, but you always want to go and like we, we have the no, right friend have, mix. No, it's a lot of fun. So now it's about it's just kind of, of playing them and putting them on the calendar. So it's are, a good time. We're going to pivot topics before we, uh, and if there's anything you want to talk about, let me know. But uh, the, are we at like, I feel like I feel bad no, for we're good. time I'm on. It's always like three. No, I'm always long. keeping it. We're like a little over an hour and that's oh, like already. Yeah. But it's like Sorry, people, everybody, people listen. This is like, we get the most downloads for our episodes pretty much outside of the episode from last week with about covid but um so two two things so photo taking kardashians and then some football stuff to end all right with. yeah so, i'm so gonna say it so let's so, so i know photo taking is where we're gonna go husbands are the fucking worst at taking photos this is point blank period christopher there is a reason that there's a hundred thousand memes of women being like photos i take of my husband photos my husband takes of me like I'll tell you the reason. I'll tell you the reason. Okay, well, keep I'll going. tell you the no, reason. Keep going. I want, I want, you, I want you to keep going first. And then I'll, then I'll have my, my rebuttal. Here's our personal reason. Yes. Here's our personal reason. Yes. One, I am very critical of myself. I'm also, I don't feel like I look my best often. And so, like, that's first and foremost. Like, like I would say, as I've gotten older... Like the like poses or looks I would have in photos that I could get away with in my twenties, I can't anymore in my thirties. We have to be more particular about my angles, so on and so forth. So that's the first thing. So I'm gonna own the big piece of the pie. That's myself. I need to like okay. really I didn't know you were gonna go get there, but okay. comfortable in my body okay. and whatnot. Okay. Confidence makes all the pictures that makes every picture better. I'm not there. So that's number one. However, in okay. a general rule, uh-huh. oh, no, I'll stick with you and then I'll go general. But the second piece of this is you aren't taking the time to find those angles or find the right shot. You just stand there thinking I'm still this hot little 25-year-old that you could do this with. And you just click, 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 click. So then I have 75 photos of like, Double chins, tongue out, eyes closed, not looking, looking to the side, fat arm, like all this stuff. And I'm just like, bear, when I take a photo of you, first of all, I'm always like, oh my God, he looks so great right now. I'm going to take this photo. And then what do you hear me say? Bear, don't move. Don't bear, move. don't move. And I get up and I get down and I get around and I go here. And then you, I, get, I can take four photos of you and you're usually happy with all four. I feel like I don't, I'm not given the same, um, care to do it because then let's be honest anytime i ask you to take a photo you get annoyed i know what you're gonna say that's because every time i take a photo of you criticize it and i have to listen to you okay but let's come at it with more love like knowing where i'm coming from and the sensitivity or insecurity i need you to pick your game up a little bit put a little bit more love into it a little bit more care into it make sure when you're looking at the photo you're like jen this is it like 
you know, honey, if I have a double chin or I'm like, you know, looking like uh, whatever. Uh-huh. So that's all I'm asking. That's us. And I can't answer for every other husband, but here's my guess. Because it, this isn't a debate. Men do not take as good at photos. Okay. Is, so let's just agree to agree on okay. that. Okay. All right. Let's and then what's the, but the, what the general? But what I think it is, I just don't think they like care. I really think that's what it comes down to. I don't think they care enough to like actually like take an artistic photo. I just think it's a difference between men and women. I think we just care more to like have this kind of beautiful artwork. And I think you guys look at it more of just kind of like a chore or like a like a like a just a thing to do and i think women just look at it more like art there's a few elements to that that i i think generally what you just said is completely true across the board i'll sell i'll tell you that and i appreciate you owning the first piece and like however i i think if you you know i i think that women emerge from their 30s into their 40s and they become beautiful again from their own relative to themselves because they're more on this in Jen's more, book. Exactly, you're writing a book about this, and like, just in general, like you're more confident. Your your, your kids are older. You can get, there. Don't give my book away. Okay, whatever. So, but say, I have a feeling. You want to say? I have a feeling in your 40s, you're going to be beautiful. Uh, like, and, and to your, by your own standards, not as critical of yourself, and you're still going to critique the photos because I'm not fucking taking care of little kids all the time. Okay, but right. But you're going to critique your own photos then, too. Yeah, okay, that's my own journey, right? Okay. My own journey of not being so critical. And then the second piece is like, yeah, like sometimes when we're like 15 minutes late for dinner, I, I don't always want to stop and like be like Ansel Adams taking the photo. I don't this know who. This is hyperbole. We're not always 15 we're minutes not. late to dinner when I ask you to take no, we're a not. photo. We're not. So I could get better, though, at like paying more attention. But, but I think the biggest point here is like guys just don't care as much. I'm happy if I have like, you know, a few good photos a month, like want like a good photo with you, a decent like solo photo, a good photo with our kids. But like women are more, I think, artistic. It's like you actually savor some of the moments more. And it's like, oh, we're like out to brunch with our kids and we're having like, it's kind of like this is really complex, like array of emotions that we're all feeling. Let's capture the moment in photos and let's make sure we do it well. And like, and let's make sure we do it well. So I think guys, don't, I agree with you. Guys don't think about it as much. But there's there's a couple friend of ours, speaking of a couple friends who we used to live next to, and like I know you and the wife are like good friends, and you guys like will like will like. Uh, she you, saw one of my. She posts. saw one of your posts. So I posted another <laughs> caption the other day because right now I'm in my like three week where I'll actually post before I go in hibernation from Instagram. And I said something like, you know, sometimes I like to wear real clothes and have Chris take 6,000 photos of me till I like one of them. And then we end up in a fight and I think that's the key to our happy marriage. And then I posted right after that, it was another photo I said, I'm glad Chris and I have this alone time so Chris can get better at taking photos of me, like getting better, honey. And she messaged me and she was like, oh my God, so-and-so needs help, same thing. So then she starts sending me all these photos he's taken of her. I start sending her all these See, photos Chris is taking of me. But I feel like some of the ones he took, like, like I feel like, like, like not to, I'm not telling you saying his name on here, but he, he like, is, like, her half of her head cut off, <laughs> like. But, 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 but also, Christopher, like, I mean, mine were pretty bad, too. Fine. It's like, let's not but, compare so, who's or right. worse. So the I guess issue, it's a thing. The, it's a thing. Like you see the memes. It's like photos they take of my husband, photos they take of me. Men get fucking better at it. Okay, with women, especially us women that are like just had these babies, our bodies are constantly changing. We're aging. We're looking whatever. 
be sensitive, do better, yeah. make your wife feel beautiful, take the extra fucking five minutes to make sure your eyes aren't closed or Fine. face looks fat. Just like I'm gonna be more committed to solid. it. We had a really good conversation about this when we Well, we ended up fighting it. It was a fight it was, it was it was it was what our kids were staying at, at like out, out for the night too, because we went out with our to our friends' dinner, then we had brunch that lovely brunch that day too. So we were fine, but it was like, but that was a great, it was a good experience. Great experience. We had to get it out. Yeah. And we talked through it. And now I understand, I think there was an understanding on both sides around it. So that's what a marriage is all about. Okay. So in conclusion, we all agree men take worse photos. I'll concede. Okay. I'll concede. Next topic. Kardashians. I'm really glad. So the other night we were like chatting and I was like, God, we talk about the Kardashians like a lot. Yep. Oh, I remember what you were talking about. Yep. And I was like, I wish people on your podcast like like the Kardashians. And he was like, they do. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, they do. Save this conversation for them. So I'm going to lead this. Here's, yep. here's the topics we're going to talk about. Yes. We have Chloe and Tristan. Uh-huh. We have Courtney and Travis. Yep. And we have Kanye and Kim. Yes. Okay. Do you know the status of all three of those relationships? I'm going to give you what my thought is on them. Yeah. And and just to be, and I've admitted this, I watched the Kardashians. I would watch every episode if I had the time. I think it's a very entertaining show. I, I've given my whole spiel on this podcast. Like they're so rich and it's kind of like aspirational. I'm like, yeah, Kim made a sex tape and like got fortunate and like her family kind of found a way into fame based on the reality show. But like they've all been kind of successful. There's a lot of success. They're, they've parlayed some of those opportunities. So I don't begrudge it for that at all. But all right, so so that's my, my my just overall. For anybody who didn't hear my my take on the Kardashians, but so those relationships. So, for first, let's start with with Chloe and Tristan. Mm-hmm. My understanding is Tristan is like a serial cheater. They have a kid together. Mm-hmm. He keeps cheating on her. She keeps forgiving him. They're like they were. They've just been off and on, and now they're kind of back towards on. Yeah. So the is latest kind of yeah, like he cheated on her when she was pregnant. They get whatever. Then he cheats on her with Kylie's best friend. They break up. He was chasing around. They did a whole season around it. He just chased her around, chased her around, chased her around. Finally, she gives in. They're together. Apparently, when he was in Boston, he cheated on her again. Who knows if it's really true, but they broke up in June, but they're spending all this time together, so on and so forth. My girlfriend was like, clearly, she wants to see what she wants to see. And like she just wants to be like he's a great dad, blah blah blah. Here, what are your what's your take on that? I mean, it's a few different takes. First of all, he has some kind of a cheating problem, whether it's like some kind of an emotional, sexual, compulsive thing, or he like doesn't really. I don't know what his issue is, but there's clearly something that's beyond his like contrition. Do you think it's just he's an NBA player? It could be that. It could be like he's an opp- he's on the ro- like opportunist. Opportunist is on the road all the time. He's in front of all these situations, and even like like a morally pristine person that's putting themselves in these positions is gonna get is gonna like, tempted. Uh, tempted and like. But is he that good? Look- if I mean, is he? I mean, uh, he is, is he a, a he, handsome guy? Uh, here's the thing: when he doesn't talk, I think he's like when I like first started seeing him, I was like he's he's one of the best looking guys I think she's right. dated. Right. But then he like, like opens his big stupid mouth. He's kind of like, like, like he's kind of like a tool, and I'm just like, dude. Like he's not like smooth or suave. No, or and like, she's like 37, and, and, and he's he, like, and he's like six ten or six nine or whatever is he is. He, how how young is he? I think he? he's like 30. He's around 30, 31. Like, he's just, around he 30. He seems like he's like very immature. Maybe he's even like he's like he's either late 20s, or early 30s. She's but gotta move on. 
And, and she's like, yeah, I, I think she should. She's got to move on. I just think like she like Lamar was a complete swing and miss from like he's just a complete train wreck. Like like yeah. with a lot, like he has a lot of tough stuff in his life. But I think like Tristan, you got to move on. You got to move on. But if he was like a normal guy, would he be anything special? Probably not. He's, he's a good. I mean, he, guy. he would be, but he, he wouldn't be like he wouldn't like Chloe is not like. I know Chloe gets flack for being the worst looking of the Kardashians, and she she she's she, gotten a lot of great work done. She just worked done, but she probably is like naturally like just not as attractive as the rest of them. But he's not so. It's like he's like out of her league or something. So I don't understand where he comes off. Like yeah, it just seems kind of like well, the girls that he's have been with, they don't look that great. But I think not. it's more like I feel like my whole thing with her is like she's so like. I'm such a good person, good energy, blah, 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 like love, love, love. And it's like, honey, like you can be a good person and also tell him to hit the road. Exactly. Like you also like you don't have to play that kind no. of like role. No, you don't. So have to do that. I don't know. I think she needs to move on. OK, we need to move on. Who's in? Oh, Cordia Travis. <laughs> I we almost my, my girlfriend and I almost ended our friendship over this. Actually, you guys been friends for almost 10 years. Because she jumped fucking ship, okay? And if she's listening to this, I love you. I still love you, but you jumped ship. And I love this friend. I think, like, we always, we, we, we get along on, like, a lot of different levels. Like, we both, like, are, we, we, we get into kind of, like, like we're both, like, paranoid. If we were, like, in a cabin in the woods, we wouldn't enjoy anything about the cabin. Like, if we were, like, on, like, a, our, like, families were all in a cabin. We would be terrified that we're going to get like chopped up by like an axe murder. Well, you and her are both like you're like murder documentaries. Yeah. But anyway, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing with Travis and Courtney. Here's the thing with Scott. Yes. If Scott is in recovery, and Scott is doing what he's got to do to live a sober life for himself, right? I love Scott. Yep. Because it's really fucking hard. To get sober, be in recovery, and be a dedicated human being to yourself and whatever. And I give that a lot of fucking credit. Yep. So he's a good man. Yeah. If, you know, listen, not if he's working the program, but that that takes a lot. So I have a lot of respect for him if he's getting his shit together. And it had seemed like he had been doing that. And Courtney had just been kind of like stringing him along. Courtney, I've lost so much respect for over the years. Then she starts dating Travis. And here's my issue with this. She turns into this fucking punky, rockery, like, little thing. It like, looks like a high school phase. It's, like, embarrassing for a fucking 42-year-old woman. <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? Two, my issue with him is that he has an ex-wife, which he has bit slandered in like the news before. Really? I didn't know and any she's of that. all about like, oh, you know, being good to your kids. Anyone who's gonna talk shit about their spouse yeah. publicly like that, and he pits his kids against his their mom. I don't care if she's like a shitty ass mother. You're purposely putting stuff out there and like right. putting like to yeah, it's not me, cool. that's not cool. It's airing your dirty I laundry. would rather take somebody who's like, you know, trying to be sober but respectful of the mother of his kids than somebody who's like would do that. I just think it shows your character. Courtney, yeah. And I think Courtney looks so obviously like She's insecure. Insecure to me. She like goes for like the shiny object. It's and like just, not, I, not that like I, I think Scott Disick's a handsome guy. I mean, I could say he's a handsome guy. 
and like Travis Scott, like it's you know I'm not like I'm not one of these guys who who would, who would wear like twenty tattoos like he has anyway. Just, and like no knock on anybody who wants to artistically express themselves that way. Whatever, fine. But he seems like a little like overkill, intense, like intense, like and it like just doesn't it doesn't seem... feel like it, it's on brand for her, for the Kardashians, for her kids. It just it's very odd. So it looks I'm not so into it. It, feel, it feels forced. It feels so forced. Yeah. And she looks so insecure to me in every photo. And I'm and I'm not saying she needs to be with Scott, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't, it feel, doesn't good. feel right. And so but here's where I'm going to pivot. And this is where my girlfriend's going to be shocked. I will say in recent weeks more, I think they seem more like normal mm-hmm. and like I see the positives of it, but I just, it just felt, she looks for 42 year old woman. Yeah. She looks so sadly insecure. It makes me sad because she's really like a beautiful girl. Totally. But that's that. And then Kanye and Kim. Yeah. Kanye and Kim, I feel like it's like a Greek tragedy almost. It's like, well, I mean, Kim Kardashian in general, she just feels feels like she picks the wrong guys, and I know she has four kids with Kanye, but I just he's like he's always been a lunatic, like he's always been a guy who like, and, and maybe lunatic is insensitive to say, but he has like clear like mental issues, and like it doesn't feel like he's just not a stable person, it just like it never seemed like it was gonna fit, like he's always kind of gone off the deep end with things that he said and like his whole like MAGA phase and running for president, it's just. Like I like the way he sounds as a rapper. That's about where it ends with him, like me, like liking him or like admiring him as a person. Yeah, that's my take on on Kanye. I think at this point, I think the divorce was definitely the right move. I think at this point, he probably is more into her than she is into him. Probably, but hopefully, this doesn't drag on forever. And he's just so not attractive. I like. I mean, can't you could tell he's he's not. He's and I can't get behind it. Yeah, like, I know I he's he's wealthy, but she's wealthy, so it's like it's. Not, I don't know what it is. Like, remember they were on that like motorcycle in that video, and I was just like, ugh, like. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Kardashians in general, like, I mean, they're going to go through so many relationships and marriages. And, like, I, I've always I said this before about them. Like, they prioritize having kids and having, like, like, like just having, like, a family and, like, bringing their kids together more than they care about, like, continuity with their partners. Yeah, I mean, they have the money. So, so it's like they have the they, money. They, they don't, don't care. It's, security. it's all kind of just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks and, like, and like, even if it's like a, 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 a good kid that comes out of one of the relationships, like, oh, I guess it's a win. Like, it doesn't matter if it, the relationship ends up being a disaster. But I can't imagine they're so also, even like, you know, Courtney's the oldest kid. She's 42. Like, she could be alive another 40 plus years. Like, she could go through another, she could go through like six relationships in that time. Like, who knows? It's going be interesting to see where they are like in 20 years well, from now. Well, that's what my girlfriend says. She's like, I'm just yeah. waiting for all the kids to have shows. I have to tell you that. I'm actually worried about it. I feel like a lot of their kids are going to have some like, they, massive They probably issues. will. I, I think any kid who comes with any, like, like having that much money, you just skews your whole perspective. That's why all these, like, childhood actors are, like, disasters. Like, they don't, yeah. like, their lives aren't usually, like, stable after the fact. And, like, I know, it's, it's just rough. It's really interesting to see how they all develop and like you ever notice childhood actors too they always end up like whether it's like macaulay culkin like there's a whole list of them like they end up like never being that like they're always like short and is it i don't know why that is like it feels like the 
like they're like like the, they're, I don't know if they're not like sleeping enough. They're like on these like weird like diets, or they're like drinking caffeine or alcohol. Or, but like they always seem like really like undersized. And I wonder if it's I have to like that. Just seems all anecdotal, but I'm, I'm curious. Like Elijah what Wood. A fun fact. That's, I mean, I'm gonna do some research on it and see if that's, that's actually true. By but that that's my take on the Kardashians. And I think like it's hard to even say who's gonna end up together. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. Corey and and Chris seem like the most promising couple. They do. Cor- well, yeah, I mean, the, like Chris is like you know sixty something years old. Corey is like around my age, I think. I think he was in Atlanta. He went to Morehouse. He knew Scooter Braun. I, for those who don't know on the podcast or listen, like I went to college at Scooter Scooter Braun, and uh, promoted under under him for like a couple nights here and there, and like, but um, but he like Corey gambles out. That's how he, they met in Atlanta. Yeah. But he's a stable, like, he seems like he's, I don't like him at all. Like, I think he's kind of like, I don't like he's like this either. wannabe thug, but he went to Morehouse, which is like a really good, like, historically black college. And I'm sure he, he comes from money or, like, he's educated and he acts like he's, like, some street guy. Like, when, when, when Kanye was in some of the episodes and you would juxtapose, like, Corey and Kanye, like, Corey acted like he was, like, this, like, street thug from, like, the inner city. And I was like, who does this guy think he... Like, he's just... The I way that he know. talked and, like... I but he does seem... I like how he's, like, talked to Kendall and how he's he, talked he, to, like... He's a little too big for his britches. He's a little too big for his britches. Yeah, and he's... But, like, it's just shocking he, that Kim and him have, like, the most... He, he treats Kendall like he's, like... You're right. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris and him do. And, like, he treats Kendall like a father figure. And she's much younger than him, I guess. But she's still, like... She's not he, that much not younger. Not that much younger. Like, 15 years younger. Exactly. So it's, like, not old enough to even be no, a parent he's like a weird. but then he'll like party with kylie like the whole thing's it's very weird. weird yeah it's a weird dynamic i mean who the hell are we to, like my girlfriend and i always joke like we act we're talking about them like we know them well, we they, know all the intimate details they probably life, want this uh, they probably do want they probably this, want like this is like what this is how that drives their fame but i will say i'm definitely camp kardashian people that talk shit about them are like why do we know who they are and this and that i mean it's like You're always gonna find because a it's fucking pop culture exactly. and their phenomenon and they've and they're a generally attractive family of people. Yeah, they're attractive, but yeah. they maximize their opportunity for exactly. fame. They have. And they've done very well at yeah. it. And to be honest with you, this is so weird, but like I just want them to be happy. I know that sounds so weird, but after all these years and I haven't watched every season, but like I just root for them because as wealthy as they are, and it's like literally insane how wealthy they are, they still just seem like very relatable on some weird. And this is why uh, I, I, think I said this too. They seem relatable. There's yeah, something about them that you can, about there's them. a humanity to them that you could see that usually you don't get even from like other Hollywood stars. I agree. And um, so, and, and I'll, I will say about them too. I've run into, we, you know, you and I are in our, mid to late you're you're in your mid 30s i'm on the doorstep of 40 we've met famous we've come across famous people at this point in our life being in a major city and you know you we were in la a lot for work in the past i i don't know that i'd be more starstruck if i ran into anybody else but the kardashians at this point in life like even like the most like like athletes of on the yankees or the jets or like an nfl quarterback i like i think i'd be more and i've met like I could go through the famous people that I've inter- that I've like had I brushed elbows with or however the expression goes, but I think if I like came across any of the Kardashians, I would like be like, I, w- I would be I feel I'd be so starstruck. Totally. So. I know I know what you mean. Um. But yeah. It's anyway. Very interesting. Well, thank you for entertaining. No problem. Last topic, yeah. and then we're we're coming up on 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 our 
Our reasonable time two hour, closing in on two hours soon or geez. hour 45 oh we i know to, we're gonna close on an hour and 45 i think we'll end up, end up having but so sports so football so i'm gonna eat crow on something but i actually went back and listened to my take on some the, stuff did you listen to the whole podcast i listened to most of the the, the football talk that we had uh-uh. and we could go i'll go back and i'll play this too I for you if you, you want to listen to the whole but i said in in october of 2019 that I think podcast? Adam Gase and our podcast, that's together. episode number 19 together, that I think Adam Gase is a horrible coach. and I'd, I'd be surprised if he lasts but another year, year and a half. But before which he ended that, up lasting that. Yes. you weren't saying that. No, no, no. I, I, I was, you could ask Chris B., who's coming on this podcast to do an NFL preview next episode. I texted with him when the Gase hire happened. I said it was a terrible hire. I've always trashed the okay, guy. so you're going to say that the one thing that you were correct on was that Adam Gase was a bad coach. That's not the one thing. That's one prediction I made that was true. I get poo-pooed. I get poo-pooed for other things. Yeah, I was in agreement with you. Now, Darnold, I will say, I'm going to eat crow on this. I was optimistic on Darnold. You said he was going to stink. He was going to be off the Jets. And he probably... I said Darnold and Gase were going to be off the Jets. You said out of the league? I said, I don't know. I said, we're going to be on the team in two years. Well, you're right about the. I feel, I'm going to play the bite, but I think that you were right about Gase. I think Darnold's though is the starting quarterback on the Panthers. So, okay, I, 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 I'm I'm off. Christopher the, Sanchez also went to another. He team never started though after the Jets. The, don't worry about it. So Darnold. So the Darnold Jets play have, Darnold Week One. So Darnold's going to have like three good games this season. And so hopefully one of them isn't against the Jets game. Week One, where he's going to be like want revenge. Okay, so but weren't you? What wasn't the whole agreement for me to come on this podcast is so that you could say that I was right? Yeah, you're right about a lot of predictions. You made a prediction about. There's a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and I'll play. All, we, we, we actually covered a bunch of them before. I would that to be my introduction. I would like you just to play all the predictions. The, that, you, that you were right about? about? There are runs that you were right about. I'll, we'll, I'll, 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 I'll catalog them and go through them. But what are your predictions? So you said the Jets. So first you were a little bit haterish on the Jets. But then you watched a little bit of the preseason. You heard the interviews. I saw a few snaps. Of Zach Wilson. Is that your 12-year-old? Yeah, who's. And I, I actually looks thought like he's 12. he looked pretty sharp. So I and, like, and the coach? Okay, I think the coach is a very handsome fellow. I like his voice. I say all this to say I think this year they could go like seven if you're lucky. Seven to ten? Games. Like seven and ten or eight and nine, which um, is 17 games this I year. I think Extra seven, game. probably seven okay. if you're lucky, eight. Okay. I think next year maybe it'll be eight or nine games. Okay, what about the Giants? I think they're lucky if they get six. So they're getting hyped up as like the sleeper team, this coach that they have. That everybody thinks is going to be like is like the hot to trot guy, even though they were six and ten last year. And this is a make or break year for Daniel Jones, which I'll do more of a preview. But I don't know. To be honest with you, I haven't seen any. Well, those are your answers. So I, so I know, but you said like I remember you were talking to your parents it today. It's just my thought. And we said you said to them like I think but I haven't seen any snaps. I know, I have to, like, but, but I want to. So how a few just then a few other questions about the league. What do you think of uh, Brady this year? Do you think the Bucks could repeat? Oh, man. Let's just talk about Brady for a quick second. I fucking love Brady. I cannot wait for the 30 for 30 when they go into, like, the Brady-Belichick, like, dynamic. You ever remember the Bill Parcells and the Bill Belichick yeah. 30 for 30? Yeah. How fucking awkward it was, and it was clear that they had this weird frenemy situation yeah. going on. Yeah. And they wouldn't let the cameras in when yep. they talked about other things. Yep. There's going to be one with Brady in him one day, and it's going to be awkward as fuck. 
I'm so intrigued by that dynamic. 100%. That I like, I just, I want to know the like real intimate details. Because sometimes Brady will have these like weird cryptic like weirdo messages on his Instagram. And I'm like, is that for Billy? Well, he's seen so much. He seems so much happier without He seems so happy. It's almost like he was in this like codependent abusive relationship. Yeah. But he was thriving in it. Right. So it was like kind of like a mental thing, you know, but like. And now he just seems like it's like he's just like born free. Like, and he always is giving props to Arians. I know. And he loves never, his teammates, loves his coaches. Did, he never really did that with Belichick. He didn't really like, I didn't see him so vocally be like, oh, Bill, like, love you, Bill. Like, he literally is obsessed with Arians. So I, I just love this new vibe of him. Like, I just, I'm so happy he's like, thriving he's so much more likable and i know we felt this when we watched the super bowl together this past year we were both rooting for the bucks like and i love mahomes is the biracial quarterback superstar hard, no so, that was a hard game and i love mahomes i wanted both to win and i, I like that mahomes still tough, too but was a tough i was happy to see watch. brady feel like oh you're, you're a jets fan it's blasphemous you hated the patriots but i don't hate brady like brady off the patriots all of a sudden he's not on the team i despise anymore yeah. So, do, no. so, so, do, so Brady now is forty four this year. He's just turned forty four this the month. Fuck up. He is a lunatic. He's an actual psychopath. When is he going to stop playing? He's, I think he wants to go to forty five. That's what I. Think well, that's next is. year. What's his number? Twelve. I, I, I think that he's going to try to go to forty five. I think that if he loses this year, he's definitely going to come back. At forty five. If he wins, is he gonna is he gonna be done? That's I think crazy. if he wins at forty five, he's done. And then how long is Belichick gonna friggin' coach? He's he's, he's he, what, what, it's like a dude impregnating someone when they're eighty. Why why does he have to stop? What the fuck does he have to do? He just stands there with his fucking cut off sweatshirt and makes angry faces and doesn't talk in press conferences. What does, right, he have, what does he have to do? His what, kids are older. What does he have to go do with himself? Nothing. He's well. He's a little bit older. I think he's around our parents' age. I think he just he's turned. He's gonna coach till he's like eighty-five. Years he just old. turned. He's not even seventy yet. Exactly. What is he gonna do? He's gonna try to coach. Or maybe he just turned seventy. Again. I mean, he's gonna have to win something in the next ten years. Yeah, but he's not gonna want to like. He's not. Gonna, he's gonna want to. He's like, not gonna want to tarnish. His I think he's around Don Shula's. Don Shula, the Dolphins coach, like has the most wins in NFL history. I have to see how many Belichick would need. I think well, he's gonna try know, to pass. I know what mentally him. is going on for him. They're both going through the same thing. Brady needed to win without Belichick, and Belichick probably feels like he needs to win without Brady. Yeah, I think I think the the latter is going to be much harder. The because, latter is not gonna because happen. Brady Belichick's quarterback it's is Cam Newton or Cam or, Newton sucks, or no. Mac Jones is his rookie tubby guy from Alabama. No, and then Josh Allen. The Bills are like a good team with a rising quarterback. Would Belichick they have to go, go to another team? I don't know. He'd have to really. To kind of drum up this like conflict with Robert Kraft or the ownership, like Kraft is gonna, you know, go, you know. No. I think Kraft would let him go. Kraft is also eighty years; he's almost eighty years old. I mean, I don't know how much long he. Maybe, is What's he a- with these like Jerry Joneses, Crafts <laughs> of the world? It's like, go fucking retire. And, they have like, so much money. Like they Jerry don't. Jerry Jones looks like a lunatic. <laughs> he is a lunatic. He's. Why do I, you start crying in the fucking? Press he's conference? an interesting guy for me because I've always kind of liked him. Even though he's this Trumpy, he is definitely a Trump. Of course ass he is. Liquor. Of course he is. Yeah, and he like 
it's probably this like kind of like racist, like says terrible things off camera about like his players and like even though he probably loves the the African American players, yes. But I just find him like he's a character. I just find him funny. I think he's literally demented. He, he might be. He might started be. crying in the press conference. Like yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, that that whole hard knocks thing was 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 weird. What was up with that? Uh, oh, can we last thing hard knocks news fest that is hard knocks is <laughs> here. I can't even watch it. It's like. First of all, Dak Prescott's a chippy little fella. <laughs> I can't. He's just too chippy. He's a good-looking guy, but like, why so chippy? He's a fourth-round draft pick. He wants to. He's coming off a bad injury of his ankle. He's, but he he doesn't. Have, Mike? He doesn't have enough grit. So I tell you right now, he doesn't have enough grit. I said this to you about Dak Prescott years. Do you think ago. he's not a good quarterback? I, I don't know. I'm sure he's above average, but he's like, yeah, no. he doesn't have enough grit, and he's too chippy, and it's just like okay. I like I like the take. You've always been like he's mixed race quarterback you've again. You've always had like a hard. I like knock I like those. I but I I agree. I, like he I, his hard knocks his hard knocks uh, appearances is less likable. And then but I think he's competent. Obviously, like they even made what's his face look better than him. That guy I can't stand. Oh. Derek Carr. Oh, Derek Carr. <laughs> Ugh, I can't stand you Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. But they made Derek Carr look more like likable than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's a handsome fellow. Um, and then what about Mike McCarthy? Lynn? What do you think about Mike McCarthy? He's got to go. Someone, they just have to let him go. He is just like the peep. He's Mr. He's Cliche. Mojo. Find your mo- <laughs> mojo moment. Mojo moment. What a fucking weird thing to say to fucking 30-year-old men. A 25-year-old men? Who didn't even men. see Austin Powers before, probably. I but. know. They probably don't even know what Austin Powers. He was, he's so weird. Yeah. Him and Dak Prescott have some beef. It's very obvious. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to be very good this year. I think we both agree on that. Well, I anyway, think honey, Dak pro- probably wants to get traded. He might. That's my vibe. It'll be interesting to see if he does. Um, honey, thanks for being on. It's been a pleasure. We've, we've covered, I think, a lot, but some good content. I know. You're going to have to break this up into part I'm not breaking one it up. part two. I'm keeping it up one full episode. All right. But thanks love you. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to our weekend together. Love you, too. Oh, but, man. Busy weekend. And, and be back on. I'll have to bring you back on before, uh, before Rocco is born. Yeah. All right, honey. Thanks for joining. Okay. Love you. See you in bed. See you in bed. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Chris Ham Podcast. Please make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please rate and review me. And finally, please follow me on Twitter, at Chris N. Ham. Your support and feedback are incredibly valuable. Tell your friends, family, colleagues, spread the word. Take it easy, friends.